set your wings to the winds of faith. You can fly in a higher place. Do not struggle. Set your that tonight set our wings in the winds of faith believing in a God who's able to meet every need every heart's cry he's here tonight I believe wherever you are at your your home in your living room in your bedroom driving down the road wherever you are whether you're streaming this service tonight let's just take this opportunity to set our wings in the winds of faith father we just bow before your throne tonight We want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for yet again securing us, protecting us, guiding us, and leading us, Lord, through the many challenges and places that we face in this journey. God, I just ask tonight that you will will take the words that will be spoken and you will bless it to the heart and to the ears that it will fall upon tonight. Whether it be those here in the local assembly or those out on the way of the internet, Facebook live stream, God, I'm asking that you'll just take the message tonight and bless your people with it. Take your servant, Lord God, allow me to get myself out of the way and do my part, trusting that you will move tonight, Father. Trusting, Lord, you would say something that would encourage the people, Lord, that elevate their faith tonight to believe. And as Brother Timothy spoke last Wednesday, uncertain times, we can be certain that you're a living God. So we're asking tonight that you move, Lord, in every heart, in every home, with every need, God, until you would bring us back all together of your accorded time. May you just be with us as we do these live stream services. Bless our musicians that come faithfully, Lord. Those in the audio and video booth as they come faithfully, Father. The deacons that, are, that come faithfully, Lord. May you bless each and every one, their homes, their families. Continue to put a hedge of protection, a Lord, a a wall of fire around each of us, Lord, as we go out, myself in and out of the hospital daily, Lord, protect us, Father. Now, may we just set our wings tonight in the winds of faith in your word. We just ask it. Your blessing will preside over this meeting tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bibles tonight, we're going to look here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. You love the Lord tonight. Amen. Just want to share something. I had spoken several several weeks back to our young people in a message that I'd called God will meet your expectations. And tonight I want to carry that on. I know we haven't had any youth meetings, but uh, we're here tonight. I, when Brother Timothy had called me and asked me if I would take the service, this was the first thought that came to my heart. And I just felt that this is exactly what the Lord wants us to hear in this certain time that we're living in uh, with the conditions around us that we're 
uh, being inundated with. I want to speak tonight on God will meet your expectations, part two. And we look here in 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 9. The Bible says, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. Think about that. Your eye has not seen, your ear has never heard, and it's never even perceived in the heart of man the things that God have in store for us. And we look here in Ephesians 3 and verse 20, and this is where we're going to draw our context tonight. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think, according to the power, and that word power there is dunamis, according to the power that worketh in us, Unto him be glory in the church. Notice now, unto him be glory. Where? In the church by Jesus Christ or by Christ Jesus throughout all the ages without end. Amen. You can be seated tonight. We just pray the Lord will bless the reading of his word. And we just want to continue to lift those up in prayer. Brother Ron, Brother Jewel, Brother Mickey, Brother Vernon, Sister Shalom, many other ones that are shut in. And just trust God to have the preeminence and I trust that you're streaming tonight and you'll be encouraged. This word exceeding abundantly here means a super abundant. Super abundant in quantity or superior in quality. Exceeding abundantly. Above more. More abundant. Advantage. Exceedingly very high. Beyond measure. Now we're finite people. We measure things by uh, whether it be a ruler or a yardstick or whether it be by money, whether it be by success, whether it be by this, that, and the other. But yet God is saying it's beyond measure. You can't even measure what God has in store for the believer. It's more superfluous. It's supremely, much more than all, more plainly, superior, extraordinary, surpassing, and it's uncommon. Aren't you glad to be a believer? Because your benefits are uncommon to this world because God pours it out on you. It means preeminence, superiority, advantage, more imminent, more remarkable, more excellent. I'm so glad to be a child of God. To know that God said that he will do exceeding abundantly above all that I can ask, all that I can think, according to the dunamis power. That word dunamis there means the power to perform miracles. It's the power, it's strength, it's violence, it's mighty, it's wonderful. Oh, I'm going to tell you, God, there's a power that lays in the believer tonight because they're not resting on their own ability. They're not resting on their own merits. They're resting on what God has done for them. He saved them. He redeemed them. There was an Easter that resurrected in their lives and now they serve a living God and because their trust is not in their own selves but it's in that God. God says I will do exceedingly for you tonight. I will do more abundantly for you tonight. I will do more superfluous for you tonight. You got a need tonight. I'm the God that'll meet that need. You got a desire in your heart tonight. I'm God. Elohim. El Shaddai. The breasted God tonight and he's here to meet that need whether you're in the service tonight or on the stream on the other end God is still God and he's able tonight and he's willing tonight and he's here tonight service after service he's ready to meet the needs and the expectations of the believer do you believe that? now let's just think about this think about your greatest thought brother George your greatest epiphany your greatest thought, the thing that you imagine, sometimes we imagine 
being a, maybe a character in the Bible. Or maybe sometimes we imagine being super rich. I don't know what your imaginations are. But we can think, we can imagine, we can just think about the blessings, what it would be like to walk on the streets of gold and different things of that nature. And your greatest imagination, your greatest understanding of God God says right here in this one scripture he will go beyond human perception he will go beyond human descriptions the God that we serve tonight is able to far succeed your greatest imagination your greatest fantasy your greatest desire he wants to do more for you than you can even conjure up in your mind think about that God tonight Think about your greatest desire that you need from God or that you want from God. And God is here to tell you, I will far succeed that. I will meet your expectations. But not only meet it, I'll go way beyond your expectations tonight. We can imagine more and the most of what God could possibly do. And yet after all of our great imaginations, all of our great thoughts, God is able to do more for us than we can even ask. He's willing to do more for us than we can even think. And here's the thing about it. God knows what you have need of before you even ask. And we find that play out in Solomon's life. God knew exactly what Solomon had need of before he even asked. He needed wisdom. He needed direction. Oh, and God, what did he do? Not only did he bless him with wisdom and direction, he blessed him with wealth and finances and things of that nature. So God knows what we have need of before we ask. Here in the message, when their eyes were open, I just want to read this clip here. It's in a prayer line. Brother Brown speaking to us. Susie goes, now, if the Lord will reveal to me what's your trouble, you believe me to be his prophet or his servant. You believe it's him. The sister says, yes, yes, I know it. You, you, well, I thank you, sister. Sure. Now, I believe that kidney trouble you've been suffering with will leave you. Do you believe that too? Amen. He goes, you got a request. Notice now. He goes, you got a request in your heart. You want to ask me. Oh, I love this next part. What if I reveal your request before you ask me? Would it make you believe more? She said, sure. You want me to pray for your daughter? She's not here. That's right. You want, me to, you want me to reveal what's her trouble? It's a real nervousness. You now believe, and she got well. See, God bless you, sister. So God knew what her need was before she even spoke it out. And God knows your needs before you even speak it. He knows what we have need of. In John 16 and verse 23, if you'd go there, Brother Andrew, if you'd cut me down just a little bit, if you don't mind. John 16 and verse 23, if we drop into the scripture, it says, Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it. You know, he's going to pray about it, and he's going to think about how good you are, and he, you know, he's going to get back to you. No, whatsoever you ask... The Father in my name, he will give it to you. Oh, church, then why are we fearful? Why are we fretting? Notice here, John 16 and 24. Hitherto, that that word hitherto means now at this time, have you asked me nothing in my name? 
And he's saying, he's encouraging, ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. God wants us to ask, but many times we're prideful. We don't want to ask God anything. Or we feel like we're, we're bothering God. How many of you have had to go ask a brother for something? You needed a hand of favor. Come on. And you just felt kind of shy about it. You didn't know what the response is going to be. And maybe they'll say, yeah. And you know, you're praying, they'll say, yeah. And you got some butterflies, you know, because maybe you need to borrow a lot of money or maybe you need to borrow their truck or whatever it may be. But this is not who we're approaching. We're approaching God. And God wants to give you the very desires of your heart. And yet many times we're reluctant to, to petition God because we treat God like a man. We treat God like a brother that maybe his answer is going to be no. His answer may be no, but his answer is going to be the right answer every time. He, God knows what you have need of well before you ask. So he wants us to ask him. Ask that your joys may be full. And he's ready and willing to provide everything you ask. Amen. Here in the message, where is he, king of the Jews, but Abraham says, now, we believe that you are here this morning. Can we believe that he's here tonight? Yes. Omnipresent and is more than willing to do the exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. Imagine if we came to every service believing God was going to move. Oh, yeah. Come on. Well, Brother Joe, we're quarantined. That don't stop God. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing, all-powerful. He's everywhere. What are we worried about? If we came and approached every service believing that God was going to move, maybe you don't have a need, but maybe your brother has a need. Maybe your sister has a need. Maybe a parent has a need or a sibling has a need. But what if we approached every service under the expectation that God is going to meet that need? Oh, what kind of church would we be? Would be a church on fire for God. We'll be a church seeing the miraculous take place in our midst. Yes, and I say we're that kind of church. Amen. But I also say God is willing to pour it out more and more and more. Yes. Do you believe that tonight, church? So everything that we have need of, the prophet of God will tell us, it's in you when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You believe that? Believe so we find many people have been desiring the Holy Ghost. You know, a lot of times we think it's going to be some great big supernatural event. You're going to be at the altar and all of a sudden you're going to be baptized in the Holy Ghost and you're going to speak in tongues or you're going to run around and you're going to do something supernatural and the church is going to post it up on the, the sign outside and Fox News is going to call you and get your report. CNN is going to write an article about it and you're going to be on the headline, How I Got the Holy Ghost. That's not how God moves. A lot of times it's in your own personal prayer closet when God comes down, just as we heard this past week with one of our sisters, how God came down through a course of prayer and, and she had a desire. She needed to know what God had really done for her and if she really had the Holy Ghost. And her answers were met before she laid on the bed that night. That's the God we serve. He's the God that's willing to meet your need and meet your expectations. Yes, sir. I just believe it. The thing that we need to do, church, is to quit waiting and expecting some supernatural event for the infilling of the Holy Ghost and just take God at his word. Amen. He says, I'll fill you with the Holy Ghost. Just accept it. Right. He promised you the Holy Ghost. Now begin to take God at his word. But you see, a lot of times 
We have a part to play in this. You know, we find that when you're tempted, you have a part to play in temptation. Whether you yield to it or whether you turn away and resist it. We find that the enemy comes in his own slot and he comes and he comes and he comes. And the Bible would tell us to resist the devil and he shall flee. And the brother Brandon would tell us in marriage of the lamb, he said, if the Lord will take this evil. He goes, so many says, excuse me, so many says, if the Lord will take this evil spirit from me from drinking or from gambling or from lying or stealing, I'll serve him. Notice his replies, but that's up to you. Now, I want you to apply this same principle, not just for sin, but for your need tonight. There's some things you got. We got needs in our life. And, you know, maybe we're, we got the Holy Ghost and yet we, we're doing things that we may not should do. And it's hindering the moving of the Spirit or moving of, of us getting our needs met. But God is saying right here, we got a part to play in that. He says, now, they that overcome him shall inherit all things. They that overcome. He goes, you have a power to do it, but you must be willing to lay it down. Amen. See, God cannot push you through a little pipe, pull us out on the other end, and then say, blessed is he that overcome. And he says, you had nothing to overcome. He just pushed you through, but you got to make decisions yourself. I have to make decisions myself. In doing that, we show our faith and our respects to God. And they would, we, we find this in Israel. They were promised a promised land, but they had to fight for every inch. And if you want the blessings of God, if you want the promises of God, you're going to have to fight for every inch. You're going to have to scrap. You're going to have to fight tooth and nail and, and toe the line with the enemy because he's relentless. And we find many people are running in fear over COVID-19. COVID-19 is nothing to be fearful about. We serve a living God. We serve a mighty God. If it was something that the bride should fear, don't you think he would have put it in a prophet's mind and the prophet would have revealed it and said, beware of what's coming. But no, we understand as a believer today that the plagues may be all around us. We know that hey, we may get it, but who cares? Because we serve a living God. He's able to deliver. He's willing to deliver. He's here to set free. He's a God that's greater than COVID-19 and he's greater than any disease that I come out in 2020 but we gotta fight to hold our Christian example we gotta fight and not let fear dictate our lives and anxieties and worries hone us and attack us the land is ours the promise belongs to us everywhere the soles of your feet shall tread upon that is given to you Andrew is given to you tonight as a young man that you can serve God with a heart full of passion. Amen. See, God, Brother Ben will say, God has a power to heal you if you got the courage to accept it. God has the power to heal. Let me just say it like this. God has the power tonight to give you every promise. If you've got the heart of faith, if you've got courage tonight to withstand the enemy and take God and his word, God has the power to heal you. God has the power to bless you. God has the power to meet your need. But do you got the courage, little bride? To stand up against the enemy and claim your healing and claim your deliverance and claim whatever you have made of. Whatever promise that God has given you, you've got to fight for it and claim it as your own. Amen. Come on. See, this holds true for every promise. God has a power to meet our expectations. But do we have the courage and the faith to accept it? And you're going to have to fight. 
Brother Bram will make a statement in the message expectations. Whatever you expect, you usually get. Now, let's apply that to church. I understand we only have a handful of people tonight, but he says now in regards to expectations, whatever you expect is what you usually get. And you find some people come and they sleep. They find some people to drag in 15 minutes after the preaching starts. Where's the expectation? Where is the belief that God is going to move? Where is the expectation that God is going to save my lost loved ones? Or he's going to heal those that are in need? Or whatever the, the need may be. When we drag in on God and we expect God to do wondrous works. But yet we usually get what we expect. Brother Bram Mattel, he says, now you heard about the lady that prayed for the mountain to be moved. And she got up the next morning. She looked out the window. She said, just as I expected, still there. Now, she prayed for it to move, but she expected when she woke up, it was still going to be there. How many of us pray the same way? How many of us pray and believe that God, we, God, we want you to do something. But in our heart, our expectation is we're going to face that same problem. We're going to face that same demon. We're going to face that same depression. We're going to face that same fear. The next morning, it's just going to reciprocate. And we're going to go through the same day, the same life, day after day. Church, we got to believe that God's going to keep his word or we just need to walk away from it. But I'm going to tell you, God will keep his word if you've got the courage tonight to say, yes, Lord, I believe. Yes, Lord, I accept the promises of God. Maybe you come to the service and, you know, we find here that you get what you expect. And Brother Bam would say, you know, if you expect, that's what you receive. If you come to this meeting saying, well, I'm going to go down there. I'm going to just find some, some flaws of the meeting. I'm going to find some flaws of that preacher. I bet you can. You want to come here tonight and you want to find flaws in Brother Joe Adams? You can find flaws. I'm not perfect. I don't claim to be perfect. None of us claim to be perfect. But are we here to find flaws or are we here to find Christ? But he says if you come with the desire or expectation of find flaws, he says you'll find flaws of that preacher. I bet you can. Don't worry. You'll get it. The devil will show you plenty of them. Yes, sir. He goes, you go back there and you said, just as I expected. That's just what it is. You know, he said it was the same group that found fault with Jesus. Notice the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees walked right by them and turned their nose up at them. But a harlot could give her life to God because she saw something that they didn't see. Because she was expecting to be changed. She needed to be changed. But if you don't know you have a desire or a need to be changed, what can he change you from? So Brother Bram says, now just as you expect, that's what you get. He goes, you come to this meeting expecting to see the glory of God moving, the power of God, sinners being saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, sickness being healed. Then watch what God shows you. If you come with that expectation, even light, when we get together back again, what will our expectations be? It won't be six, seven, eight people in a, a church this size. No, it'll be 300, 280, whatever, the, our, our congregation, whatever size. It'll be people filled here. But what if we came with an expectation? 
of seeing the sick healed? What if we came with an expectation of seeing the power of God release sinners from their bondage and their prison bars? What if we had the expectation that God would come down and fill all our young people who have yet to be filled? He says, watch what God will show you. We'll see a church in action. We will see a supernatural on the move. We'll see God feeling. We'll see God healing. If we come with an expectation, God is able. And God, I'm not, maybe God set this whole thing aside just to get us where we're more consecrated, more dedicated. And when we come back, our expectations are through the roof. Oh, yeah. Maybe that'll be the end of the sleeping people on the pews and the ones dragging in late. Maybe they'll realize church is a blessing. Church is an honor. Oh, they ever go to the house of God and hear the word preached with power and anointing and revelation and demonstration. Oh, we're not some tape church and I don't want to throw up on the tape church. Oh, but God has called us under a five-fold ministry. Forsake not the assembling of, uh, together as those have come accustomed to because of the surroundings of the government or this push or that push or this idea or that idea. We come to meet not with just one another, but we come to meet with God. And each of us here tonight, we begin to create an atmosphere that the Holy Spirit can move and the Holy Spirit can work. And if we come with an expectation, oh, I say, pour it out, Lord. Let the Holy Ghost fall. Let the anointing come down. Let the supernatural take over the service. Oh, I just think about it. I wonder what this service would be tonight. If right now, Right now, 15 minutes to 8, we start believing. We start believing COVID-19 has got to be pushed back. We got to start believing. We're going to start. We're going to begin to meet again here very soon and gather together and draw strength from one another. I wonder if we can just tonight begin to set our minds on what it'll be like when we're able to come back in the house of God and hear the music being played, Holy Ghost filled music, and the anointing begin to flow forth from the preacher's mouth. Oh, I wonder what kind of revival would take place. I wonder if there'd be one, somebody, maybe you're out on the internet tonight and you're streaming. You say, Brother Joe, we're quarantined. We can't feel what you're feeling. We don't feel that anointing. I'm here to tell you, God ain't bound by just these four walls. God's able to move right there in your room. God's able to heal right there in your room. Quarantine has nothing to do with God. I wonder right there, in your living room, in your bedroom, in your closet, wherever you are, your study, if you can believe. And begin to expect God to do what he said he'll do. What would happen tonight? What would happen, Sister Shalom in India? You're believing for that cancer to leave. What would happen, Brother Ron, tonight? Is we're all behind you believing for your faith to be elevated. And the supernatural just take place. What happened tonight, Brother Jewel, this demon trying to take your life to an early grave? What would happen if we would just expect the supernatural? God promised another church. God promised another book of Acts. We're either going to fit that book because we're not grafted in limbs. However, we're born again of the same vine. The same spirit, the same anointing, the same Holy Ghost. That poured out on the book of Acts. Church is the same Holy Ghost that's here. 
So what would happen, evening like tabernacle and bride around the world, if we can put our doubts aside and start believing? Start expecting. I'm talking more than just believing. A lot of times we believe God can do something, but we don't expect it to happen in my life. We believe for somebody else, but what about for me? What about expecting for yourself? He said that he would heal our sick. He said that we can have whatsoever things we desire. I believe tonight, as the Bible was tell us in Luke 10 and 19, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. He's given you power tonight to tread on serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you or hurt you. Now that doesn't mean you're not going to be prone from diseases, sickness, flu, whatever, everything else is going on. But what it does mean is it's not going to hurt you. The God that we serve is greater, mightier, stronger, more powerful, more dominant. What would happen tonight if we would begin to believe that God sets his whole thing in order? Because it's not, this didn't take God by surprise. God knew about COVID-19. And to be honest with you, the devil had to get permission before he could pour it out. But what would happen tonight if God set all this aside to shut everybody down? So you're not looking at this sporting event. You're not going over here. You're not visiting with somebody every night of the week. You know, you're quarantined. You're shutting with your family. So God could begin to move on the heart of a prodigal. What would begin to happen if we would begin to believe and pray and expect God to move on our prodigal? We see Brother Justin Ware here. We know the story of Brother Justin, how his little sister came up for prayer. And within 20 minutes, God came down in a bedroom and began to deal with a young man who was wayward out in the world doing God knows what. And yet he staggered into the house of God, made his way to the altar, gave his heart to God. And he's never been the same. If God can do that for one, certainly he can do it for your prodigal. Certainly he's the same God tonight. Certainly God didn't expense all his energy on Justin and now nobody else can be saved. Let's think about Brother Philip Roncalli. I think about that testimony. I believe that testimony is not so much about Brother Philip, but more about Sister Mandy and the kids and how they prayed and how they come. I mean, every service, they were getting a prayer cloth. And Brother Philip said when he finally got saved, he looked under his mattress and he had a mound of prayer cloth. But you see, a, a, a wife, a children, they begin to pray and begin to believe and they begin to expect God to move. And they seen the ups and they seen the downs. They seen the dips in the valleys. They've been through hard times. But yet God remained faithful And God came down on a Wednesday night service In an unexpected way And God began to move on a man's heart And he surrendered his heart to God And now he's one of the greatest blessings That even life has ever had I'm going to say God is still able And willing to move on the prodigal And maybe we should expect it tonight Maybe we should expect Why did we build that mezzanine It wasn't just to look at It wasn't just to say Oh we got enough room to sit so and so We built it to fill it up And I believe God is able tonight to do just that. I believe if we come with an expectation, God will fill this church. But more importantly, God will fill the heart. God will fill the heart of the believer. Oh, that prodigal who's been wayward, 
Do you each know tonight, and do you on the stream, that you are a creator? And look at yourself. I don't look like much. Short, dumpy, losing my hair. I'm a creator? Absolutely. Because you're a part of God. Brother Bram said, do you know each of you is a creator? You're a part of God. You're sons of God, an offspring of God, a daughter of God. Is that right? Then you are a creator. And I say tonight, it's time that we start using that creative power that's inside of us to create an atmosphere. To create an atmosphere that's conducive to the moving of the Spirit of God. To create an atmosphere. So, Brother Joe, we're quarantined. But you're a creator. Right there in that little room. Watching that television screen or monitor, whatever you want to call it. Your computer screen. You can begin to create an atmosphere. And you can amen and respond to the word there just as you are in a church pew. And that same anointing will still fill that room as he's filling this room tonight. Brother Bram said, you just put one or two good members in a church. How many church, good church members do I have here tonight? I got two. <laughs> ah, that was a joke. I got you all on that one. Y'all were delayed, Brother Timothy. Get off. You're delayed. You got to be the first one. No, Brother Bram says, now you put one or two good members in a church that's really on fire for God. It'll do something for that church. More than 40 revivals. Think about it. More than 40 youth camps. We've had 34 years, or this would have been our 34th year of youth camps. Supernatural weekends. And yet the prophet of God is saying, you give me one or two. Give me one on this side, give me one on that side, give me one out there on the internet, and you put them in the church, and they begin to create an atmosphere, it'll do more for that church than 40 revivals. Oh, I say, come on, somebody. It's time we get on fire for God. It's time we get illuminated and revelated. And let me tell you, quit worrying about the mechanic and say, God, fill me with the dynamic. Fill me with the power. I believe, church, we're living in Bible days. I believe the Bible signs are here. We've seen it. We've witnessed it here. Sister Alana and little Drew and different ones. Brother David Dexter. I mean, the list goes on and on. Sister Karen. I mean, how many have we seen? We we have seen the miraculous take place. But God said, I will do exceeding abundantly. Don't limit the moving of the spirit of the evening light tabernacle just to Sister Atlanta or just to this one, Sister Mariah or just that one. What about you and your needs? What about your expectation? What about the fulfilling of the promise of God to you tonight? That's God. He says, I will do exceeding abundantly above all that you can even ask, above all that you can even fathom, above all that you can even think. I'm God and I'm here tonight on a Wednesday night with a a handful of people, but I'm here to bless you. I'm here to meet your expectations. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe, church, that God is doing extreme things yes, sir. in a time of darkness. He's doing extreme things. Wow. 
Well, Brother Joe, what's so extreme about it? We're all shut in our homes. That don't stop God. Your location doesn't hinder God. I've told this testimony once before in regards to Brother Jason Runcolly. We all know Jason. He grew up in this church and and he was running from the presence of the Lord. He's tried to serve God through different times of his life. And wonderful guy. He's my cousin. I love him to death. But we know he was running from the Lord and he's got a faithful wife praying like Sister Mandy, praying to God to get upon his heart and move upon him and do something for him personally and supernaturally. And you know, and he was expecting God to do something supernatural too. It was gonna be a big thing. Everybody was gonna know about it. One day he was driving his truck or his car. He was doing, I guess, a converter route. And he ran a red light and he shouted a cuss word. He said, oh man, this is going south quick. But conviction fell upon his heart like that. And he began to repent. Not only for cussing, but for the life that he was living. And not only when he began to repent and began to confess God. He said the presence of God came into that car, that truck. And right there, in an unexpected place, in an unexpected way, he met God. And he's not been the same since. So God understands you may be quarantined, but he can still meet you where you are. He is still God. He walked through walls when he was here on this, this earth after the resurrection. He can walk through walls today. No matter how high you built them, how thick you made them, your walls will not hinder God from moving. If you can believe, all things are possible. See, God is able to do exceeding abundantly. He's not concerned about your physical location. He's ready for you tonight to take him at his word. He's ready for you tonight to doubt your doubts and believe that what he says he will do, he will do. He's ready tonight for his bride to move. Do you believe that? I believe he's ready to see the bride begin to move in the direction of the supernatural. And then we heard a prophet say, the move is on for the bride. That's thus saith the Lord. If the move is on, why aren't we moving? That's what some will want you to think. Why aren't we moving? Because they're stuck in maybe a creed or an idea or ideology of what the bride should be. Or how the bride should work. But the move is on for the bride. Because not only does she possess the mechanics of the word, she has the dynamics to go with it. And when the mechanics begin to mesh up with the dynamics, then he can do it seed and abundantly above all that we can even think. you believe that tonight? Yes, sir. I believe it's time that we begin to take God at his word and begin to ask God. To do extreme things. I don't want to bug them. You're not talking to a man. You're talking to your creator. 
He wants you to ask. That's what Brother Branham says. He wants us to ask and believe that our joys would be full. He wants you to ask abundantly. How many sometimes you feel like you wear God out? No, you're wearing yourself out. God wants you to ask that your joy, Sister Lorianne, will be full. Notice, he says, ask for big things. Now, that's hard for some of us because we're simple people. We don't want to be big shots. We don't want, God, I want the biggest house. God, don't, no, that's not how he's operating. But he wants you to ask for big things. Ask for impossible things. Humanly, your situation may be impossible for you, but not for the God that you serve. So he wants you to ask for big things. He said, don't limit your faith to some little mustard seed. Get on out here in some of that other kind of faith. Move on out there in big things. Big things is just as easy to receive as little things. We've just witnessed at our church a major event. You say, Brother Joe, what are you talking about? A year ago, the presence of God met in the back office. But 15 years prior, a daughter of God and a son of God had been praying for God to move. The Bible would say that Abraham was sterile and his wife Sarah was barren. Both of them had an issue. But he's still God. And he's able to do extreme things, big things. And he wants us to ask for big things. Brother Bram would say it this way in the Mrs. Inspiration. He said, God wants us to ask for big things. See, my God, he don't run out of blessings up there. You can't ask for too much. Could you imagine a little fish about this long out there in the middle of an ocean saying, I better drink of this much water. You know, it might dry up. That's sometimes that's how we think humanly speaking. We're going to wear God out. If I keep coming back to the well, eventually I'm going to get to the bottom of it. You can't exhaust the inexhaustible fountain of life. You can't wear God out. God is the infinite God. He's the one who's got bountiful blessings. And the Bible will say that he daily loadeth us with blessings. I say, pack it up and put it on me, God. I want every blessing. I want you to pour it out. Give me big things. Give me impossible things. You see my situation. Lord, I can't get out of it. I can't go through it. I can't get around it. But God, I know that you're my God. And I am the apple of your eye. May you move from me tonight. Move this situation back. And let me walk on through through dry ground. If he could do it for the children of Israel with the army coming behind them and a Red Sea in front and mountains on either side, they had nowhere to go. But God made a way. And I'm going to tell you, even like Cameron, he's here to make a way for you tonight. If you just believe God, if you just ask God and say, I take you at your word tonight, Lord. God's willing to do exceeding and abundant. Notice what he says now. See, that's just unreasonable as it would be, or more so unreasonable than to think that God's blessings would ever be exhausted to a believer. To think that a little fish could drink up the whole ocean. That's going to be a big fish when it's all over with. And where's all that water going? Never thought about that one, did you? He says, all heaven belongs to you. Notice, all heaven belongs to you. So I say it's time we ask. 
We ask God to begin to repair broken marriages. The backbone of the family, the structure, a solid family, husband and wife, man and woman, raising their kids in the fear and admonition of God, supporting each other at their post of duty at church. Wednesday, Sunday, every time the doors are open, God begin to repair the marriages. Ask God to bless your finances. This is not some, some free loafing message or anything like that, some get-rich-quick scheme I'm trying to preach to you, some, you know, some prosperity message. No, but I believe God knows your heart. He knows your situation. I don't believe it's too much to say, God bless me. I'll use it for the glory of God. Ask God to begin to heal and restore your body to perfect health. The doctor says he can't do any more. Brother Bram said that's when you jump off that tree of life or the tree of knowledge of good and evil and you jump on the tree of life and keep on going. Because he's still God. God, I want you to restore me. I want you to restore Brother Ron. I want you to restore Brother Mickey, Brother Vernon, Sister Shalom, Brother Jewel. God, I want you to restore the shut-ins. Some of those that can't make it because of their age. God, may you begin to restore their bodies, their physicality to them and let them come back to the house of God and begin to experience the services again. God asks that you save the lost son, the lost daughter. That sin has done mounted on them so much. Scarred with tattoos and PTSDs and things of that nature all down through life. Just made a mockery of their life. Shame to the parents. But God, I'm not going to look at their shame. I'm not going to look at their sin. I'm not going to look at their baggage. God, I'm asking you tonight to begin to move. Move on their heart tonight. And as we take this time, we don't know when we're going to be open back up to have services. But take the opportunity. God, reveal yourself to me in a way that you've never done before. You made a promise in the book of Joel that you'll pour out your spirit. Your sons and your daughters will receive a revelation, an anointing. God, let it be upon me. Let me take this time. Well, maybe we don't have people over every night. And we take this time and maybe we focus on the things that you want us to focus on. Why you shut our nation, our world, our economics down. Let me take this time to ask for something big. Baptize all of my kids with the Holy Ghost. That should be our prayer. That should be our desire. And when we come back and these doors are open... I believe it would be flooding into this place. Like water just pouring in. People on fire for God. Because moms and dads, brothers and sisters, begin to pray and expect God to move. Mark 11, verse 24, as we begin to start bringing this down. Start bringing this down. They say, I'll stop. Start. He said, what things soever ye desire, when you pray, so we got something to do, church. Right. Joseph, you got something to do tonight as a young man. Andrew, you got something to do as a young man. Sister Lorianne, as a lady, a sister in this church, you have something to do. Whatsoever things ye desire when ye pray. Notice he's making it personal. Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Wow. That word desire means crave. There's something inside of you. You just don't understand what it is, but it's a craving, it's a longing, it's a desire. And it's a righteous desire. That's a craving. God placed it there, and he's wanting you to pray that he will fill it. 
He knows what you have need of. The word believe there means to be persuaded of. If you can believe, notice, be persuaded, take to oneself, to procure it to yourself, to take a hold of it, then ye shall. That's your promise. That's your promise. That he will do exceeding abundantly. But you got to ask and believe and receive. See, this is not mind over matter. But this is God's word. And there's no limitations to what you can ask God in his word. Whatever you crave tonight, whatever your desire is tonight, whether it be healing, whether it be deliverance, Maybe fear has tormented you. Maybe anxiety and depression has worried you during this time. Maybe it's because you're going insane or crazy in your quarantine condition. Because you just love to be around people. I understand that. We're all ready to get back to hug each other. We're Southerners. We want to hug everybody. Brothers hugging brothers now. All right, we're going to clarify that. Sisters hugging sisters. Husband and wife, y'all can hug each other. I'm going to put that, click that, put that out there. But, but you understand what I'm saying? We want what was normal once again. But take the opportunity that's afforded us right now to meet God in a way you've never met him. And expect God in a way you never expected. And to believe God with faith that you've never had before. Notice now. We begin to wrap this stone up. I believe tonight, church, as Brother Brown said, we are a creator. There's a creative power that lives in each of us tonight. And I believe we can take that creative, that creative power within us and we can speak another word. If we got the power to speak another world and go live on it, Brother Andrew, what about your desire? What about speaking to your desire tonight? What about God moving for your need and your need tonight? I believe we're going to be a people that we're going to see cancer defeated. Not just one time. But over and over and over and over. Brother Vernon, Brother Mickey, Brother Ron, Sister Shalom. Cancer has no place in your life. There's a creative power inside of you tonight to speak to that demon of cancer and say, you got to leave. And he has to obey the word of God. I believe tonight we're going to see high blood pressure, Brother Timothy, defeated. Because it doesn't belong in the body of the believer. It's a foreign object. It's a squatter. We're called to possess the land. And we got to start by possessing this land. I believe tonight we're going to see diabetes defeated. We're going to see autoimmune, Brother Aaron. We're going to see diseases like that defeated. And God resurrecting testimonies of what he's doing. We're going to see broken homes restored. We're going to see and witness again that God is still in the demon casting out business. The Bible will say in Daniel 11.32, he says, And and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people 
How about it? The bride of Christ. But the people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. That word they're strong means they will grow strong. They will prevail. They will be courageous. They will be resolute and firm. The people that know their God, they're not some wishy-washy jellyfish believer, but they know that the God that they serve, he's greater. Oh, let me tell you, he's like the Hebrew children. We're not going to bow. We're not going to bend. We're not going to break. Our God is able to deliver but if he don't we're still not coming down we're not backing down we're not crawling down we're not backing up we're going to move forward and go straight to the fiery furnace because we believe the God that we serve he's able tonight he's able to do far exceed my human capacities and abilities and my great thinking or any of my mental conception my God is able tonight Amen. the people that know their God will be strong in the Lord and they will do exploits. That word there means courageous feats. Daring feats. What is so courageous? Because he's asking you to believe in a time of darkness. He's asking you to trust him in a time of uncertainty, Brother Timothy. He's asking you to believe in a resurrection. Not 2,000 years ago, but tonight. Tonight. He's asking to believe in an Easter that's going to happen tomorrow because somebody's going to meet Jesus and the resurrection power is going to be alive in their hearts and their lives. He's asking you to believe tonight in the supernatural. When everything is turning dark, all the hell is against this little bride. He said, there will be a light. He provided you a light in the end time and we got just enough light to see the bride through to eternity. Oh, hallelujah. He can't put the light out of this bride. Oh, church, the Bible says that we're going to do exploits, daring feats. Notice, we're not just surviving Laodicea. Right. Oh, no. We're not just getting by. Oh, brother Joe, I, I'm just, you know what? I understand what it's like to go through trials and tribulations. I understand what it's like to be stressed out and wore out and come home daily. You just have your head, your, your head bowed down because the pressure of this world just begins to be so great. But you know what? It dawned on me about three weeks ago during the shut-in. I needed to shut-in because then I'm closing right here. I needed to shut-in because I needed God to come and speak to me in a personal way. I faced trials. I faced tribulations. I faced situations on the job. And many of you know about it. I've talked to it about it a little bit. But it just kept getting worse and worse. And you just give me in the word. You know, and we begin to watch the series on The Chosen. And I'm not here to advocate for that. But if you hadn't seen it, I'd encourage you to go see it. So I guess I am advocating for it. Very good series on the life of Christ. Very good, biblical, great. You know, and we begin to look at that. And you know, I'm an accountant. And I deal with numbers on a daily basis. CFO of the hospital. And I began to hear this guy, Dallas Jenkins, begin to speak and how he, he sought after one a career path and it failed in his face. And God had to humble him down and get him on his knees to reveal to him what he was going to do. And he, and he began to start this series and write this series on the chosen. But God had to humble him. And when he got to certain places during this series that he needed the finances. And God, his response to, to Dallas Jenkins, which is a biblical response, is in the book of Luke and and maybe Matthew and a couple other chapters there. But he says, I need you to feed the 5,000. They wanted, the disciples wanted to send them away because it was getting late. And they had been with Jesus three days and they had no food to feed them. Jesus says, what do you have? He says, we got a couple of fish and a few loaves here. 
He says, you bring me the fish and you bring me the loaves and I'll do the feeding of the 5,000. Let me tell you, church, that's what I needed to hear. It's not my responsibility to feed the 5,000. It's my responsibility. It's your responsibility to bring the fishes and to bring the loaves. You say, Brother Joe, it ain't about money. It's not about money. But your fish tonight may be your amen. Your loaf tonight may be your witness and your testimony. Oh, if you'll just bring the fishes and you'll just bring the loaves, God will do the feeding of the 5,000. God will pour out the blessing. God will respond to the heart of the believer. Oh, Oh, but I began to ponder that thought. I said, God, so you're telling me it's not my responsibility? I got 400 and something employees dependent on me to make the right decisions. And I just, I just hear, just reiterate back. You just bring the fishes and the loaves. You do what you got the best that you got, you bring it to me and you ask and I'll show you what I'll do with it. Can I give you a quick testimony? You musicians stay there because you're all I got. (laughs) Stay put until we're almost done. So we find this COVID-19 has had a drastic impact on hospital volumes, hospital cash, hospital revenues, hospitals around the world right now, around the nation, excuse me, in our country. Hospitals are closing. Rural hospitals are closing like that. Every day a hospital shutting its doors because rural hospital reimbursement is horrible. Just, it's not there because the clientele, the patient mix is, is just not there. And I know I'm speaking over everybody's head, but just allow me to speak to this just for a few minutes. And so our hospital is not, uh, not carved out of that. I was thinking, you know, God, you're going to make me the CFO of the hospital. We're going to be blessed. It's going to be great. We're going to be, I mean, I'm just thinking, man, because I'm there, it's going to be wonderful. I was sorely disappointed. God had to teach me a lesson. It ain't about you. But it's about you being faithful. I told my wife, I said, God has got to be sick and tired of hearing me pray about that hospital. But it's, it's the trial that I've been in. Because I don't look at it as, I can lose my job, that's fine, I'll find another one. But there's $10 an hour, $8 an hour employees. Maybe they won't find a job as easy as I could in our communities. 400 of them are dependent on me to make the right decision. Not only that, 13 to 15,000 people in our community are dependent on us to make the right decision so that we can provide health care in this community. Because what happens when you've got to get an ambulance and you may not make a 45-minute drive to Shreveport? You need a hospital. And so the pressure just been looming on me. Lord, I, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know how we're going to pay bills. Cash is strapped. We've all this kind of stuff. And I was facing a payroll a couple weeks ago. After watching that series, that first series, I said, okay, you got this, Lord. And we prayed about it. My family and I, we prayed about it that night. And I'm bringing the fishes and the loaves. You feed the 5,000. Got there on Tuesday morning. Payroll's got to be done by Wednesday. Cash is getting, I'm checking the cash every day. I know what it's going to take to make the gross payroll, the net payroll. And would you believe we made it by $20,000? I'm like, ooh, praise the Lord. Man, God is good. Well, God was testing my faith last week. And we prayed again. I said, man, we're, we're, we're several hundreds of thousands of dollars away from making it. God, I don't know what to do. And they just, I woke up that morning, honest to God, I woke up that morning and I read in my devotion in the book of Matthew and he talked about bringing the fishes and the loaves. 
You bring the fish and the loaves. I'll feed the 5,000. I said, okay, God, this was on a Tuesday morning. Got to work. My controller emailed me. I said, what, what, what are we, what's the shortfall? Because <laughs> we were several hundred thousand dollars away from the day before. Well, this is, excuse me, this is Wednesday morning. And so she, she sent me the message, and I was like, oh, my goodness. We're $100,000 off. And I honestly said, God, you said you would feed the, the 5,000 if I did what was right. If I, we prayed about it, committed it to you. And so I'm scrambling around thinking, what am I going to do to get this money so that people can get their paychecks? And if anybody on the work is hearing this, you have to forgive me, but this is a testimony. Because God said, I'll do exceeding abundantly all that you can ask or think. So, and I'm, I'm emailing the corporate lady, the payroll lady. I said, okay, this is where we are. Just let me know when you get to a number. And I know what this number normally is. And I know where I'm sitting in the cash reserves. I'm thinking, this is going to be a fun Wednesday. But Brother Timothy priests got to be certain of God in uncertain times. And I've listened to that message, be certain of God, multiple times. And even when he remains silent, you still got to believe he's God and that he hears. So anyway, about 3 o'clock, rolled around. She finally emailed me. She says, here's your number. And I was like, okay. So I sent it to my controller. I said, how close are we? Or how, how far off are we now? Here's the final number. She sent me back. She said, we made payroll by $5,000. If he can feed the 5000 he can do it seeding abundantly. Above all that we can ask. And above all that we can think. Because he's still God. He knows your situation. He knows about the quarantine. He knows the trials that you were facing before this. But he also knows what you have need of. And he's just waiting on you to ask. Let's just pray. Father, Lord, I thank you tonight. We felt your presence here. Maybe the service went a little bit different than I expected. But Father, I sure enjoyed being in your presence. sure enjoyed being under your anointing tonight. And just allowing you to use the vessel. And I just trust, Lord, that the words will fall on fertile ground. Lord, we may just be a handful tonight, but I felt like, as Brother Timothy said the first night he'd done this, he was preaching to thousands. And Lord, every time I would look into a camera, I can just visualize faces, different individuals. Brother Ron, Brother Jewel, Sister Shalom, Brother Mickey, Brother Vernon, the Hollis family. My mother-in-law in the situation, she's facing my parents in their situation. And I see these things just come to mind. But God, you said in your word, it's not our responsibility to bring your word to pass. It's our responsibility to trust you and obey. It's our responsibility tonight as a believer to take you at your word and to believe tonight though all hell may be against us darkness is looming all around us yet Father the people that know their God will do exploits and they'll be strong I just pray tonight Father you'll take the message and you'll you'll just allow it to 
just encourage the believer and elevate their faith. I pray, God, for a supernatural time now in our homes, Lord. May you just come and meet with us, Lord. And may we consecrate our lives and dedicate our homes and apply the token, Lord, to our lives. But God, more importantly, may we just believe and begin to ask God to move, to see God move, to expect God to move. Lord, when these church doors will be opened again and our, our state and our local government and our nation will do away with the restrictions, God, I pray that they will find the people more sincere, more consecrated, more dedicated, more earnest, Lord. They're not taking this time and just in their hearts saying, oh, we're glad we don't have to go to church tonight. We can just stream. But God, may it become a May they become a hunger, Lord, a craving on the inside to meet again with the believer and have their desires met and feel the atmosphere of the Spirit of God singing and rejoicing songs of jubilee, Father, the presence of God poured down on your people. Screams, Lord, going up as a train of God would fill the temple. The presence of God coming and falling on different ones here and there and the other. And God, see these back rows here in the mezzanine. Just pray, Lord, you'll use this time to get a heart of those prodigals, Lord. Brother Tim, our pastor, built this church and had those there for a purpose, a vision. God, I just see names rolling through my mind right now, different ones, Lord. I don't want to call them out, but God, I, I just speak them in your name tonight. You'd begin to move right now in their heart there's a place in this church for them tonight and I asked a congregation and those on the stream can we believe that he's here to do exceeding abundantly can we believe tonight that the God that we serve wants to meet our expectations Lord I believe I believe tonight and Father, I ask that you'd forgive my unbelief. God, I thank you for revealing yourself in a greater way and taking care of your servant and your people, Lord. And I just pray, Father, you'll continue to shield us in this time. Reveal yourself now, Lord, in a greater way to your people. We just commit this service into your care tonight. May you bless each and every one that's here and those that are on the stream. Lord, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Peace inside every need supply. Oh, every need supply.
together.